after defeat of the southern states. And lo and behold, the American, uh, the Union, which is the northern, the victorious northern states, uh, also demonetized the silver. But there was a difference. They did not make a big issue out of it. They kept very quiet. In fact, so much so that the whole thing was done almost in secret. Now, of course, legislation had to be passed, and they did pass it, and this is what came to be called uh, the uh, crime of 1873, just a year or two after the German uh, demonetization of silver. The word crime of 1873 is due to William Jennings Bryan. And again, I wish we had the setup for the projector because Bernanke provided us with a wonderful picture of William Jennings Bryan jumping up and gesticulating, and uh, he was a, a very good speaker, very convincing, very uh, forceful. And he ran for the office of the President of the United States on a Democratic ticket three times, and he failed every time. But failed only just, because he had a very large following. And I even go as far as saying that the uh, cause of William Jennings Bryan was a just cause, because it is true, as he charged, that the demonetization of silver in the United States was done surreptitiously. The, uh, the uh, legislation didn't even mention the uh, standard silver dollar coin. This is a coin which is, uh, is more than one ounce, right? The uh, silver dollar. Little uh, the uh, official price of silver uh, was one dollar and twenty nine cents an ounce. So that was the, uh, the then. What did I say? The weight of the uh, standard silver dollar is less than. I think it's, it's slightly less than an ounce. Less yeah. than an ounce. All right. Um, so, uh, the legislation didn't even mention the silver dollar. What it did is, it gave a list. A list of those silver coins which were authorized to be minted at the U.S. Mint. Not as full-bodied silver coin, but as subsidiary coins. Now, no mention of the standard silver dollar which meant that there, were no, there was no authority to strike these coins anymore. They have been coined ever since the U.S. Mint was established, but all of a sudden they were discontinued and fell in limbo, no more. But the Congress did not have the authority to do that. Why not? Because the American Constitution does mention that coin as the standard of value, 
the standard silver dollar is the only coin, I think, which is named in the U.S., which is mentioned in the U.S. Constitution, and all the other uh, coins will have to be valued in terms of that dollar. So the only way to remove the standard dollar uh, from the monetary system is by changing the constitution, introducing a constitutional amendment, and this was never done to this day. And uh, therefore, anything such as uh, closing the mint to silver or removing the silver dollar as a, a valid coin is unconstitutional. And there is no two ways about that. Now, why didn't they change the constitution? Why didn't they introduce um, an amendment which would have accomplished that? Well, it's your guess, as good as mine, but my guess is that they <laughs> did not want to face the music, but there would have been opposition of people. Uh, as, as it happened when William Jennings Bryan came around and he pointed out that the miners suffered, the farmers suffered, and the only people who benefited from this were the, uh, uh, the bankers of New York and the Eastern Seaboard. And, um, and uh, this, this may have been demagogic talk, but the fact is that the miners did suffer because they had a ready market for their output, the silver miners. They could just take the silver in any quantity and they could convert it into coins and, uh, and then uh, they had a ready and a steady market at a fixed price for their product. And also the uh, farmers were over-mortgaged and they had to pay high interest rate. And when silver was demonetized, it meant that silver could no longer be used to pay mortgage, because it was now, the, the standard was gold. So this is again true, we just have to admit it, that uh, contracts were made originally where silver was money, and then they removed silver as money, and the, that had to be paid in gold, which uh, by then increased in value a great deal relative to silver. So this is just a recipe to impoverish a large section of the population, in this case farmers and uh, people who had that, including uh, homeowners, but homeownership at that time wasn't all that. But farmers certainly did suffer. And, and this is the true story, that it was done underhandedly, it was not properly discussed, and Congress over uh, exceeded its authority, it was unconstitutional, and the result was a disaster because there were several panics and several deflations and so on. Now, I am going to put this whole question in the context of inflation and deflation. Okay? 
And the fact is that removing silver was bad enough, unconstitutional, illegal. It was just an, an, an underhanded act. By the way, some people claim that it was done by mistake. And of course, Congress and the administration has an army of lawyers and uh, why it wasn't given to them. Okay, you studied this, studied the constitutionality of this measure. So never answered. But I, I don't buy that argument. That, uh, and one very naive argument was that Clerks in the treasury were given an old coinage law, a couple decades old, and then they were said, okay, here is a list of the authorized silver coins, and now just uh, trans uh, translate or just lift the relevant passages from this document and incorporated into the others. And then they did the copying and they just uh, uh, somehow missed the silver. Uh, <laughs> no, incredible uh, story and I don't believe it. But uh, it's not my belief. The fact is that when the silver uh, an avalanche was started again, and it took uh, from 1873 to 1933. So that's a period of 60 years, right? Silver lost its value in terms of gold. 80% of silver's value in terms of gold was wiped out because the price of silver fell from $1.29 an ounce all the way to 25 cents. So uh, figure it out, that's about 80% loss of value just wiped out, just wiped out like that. And that is, as a, uh, that is a consequence of the demonetization of silver. And, uh, and actually it was worse than that. Why? Because the remaining 20% of the value of silver was not available for those who wanted to sell it. Because beforehand silver was a monetary metal which means that there's no problems uh, selling it if you had to. If you had to sell silver before demonetization, you could take any amount of silver and, and the price wouldn't budge, no matter how much silver you wanted. After demonetization, it was no longer monetary metal, so therefore it had far less marketability than before. And in order to sell any amount of silver, you face the problem of the price responding negatively to your effort to, to, to sell it. So that's in terms of the bid-ask spread. You see, it, the marketability of silver is ruined. So uh, the loss was much greater 
uh, because silver also lost not just value, 80% of its value, uh, it lost its marketability. Now, I, well, my particular research was uh, trying to look at the timing. And what I found was what, uh, that when Germany announced the demonetization of silver and the idea of melting silver coins down and, and throwing the silver on the silver market, the very interesting thing was that these speculators who were, who were supposed to preempt the action of the German treasury uh, selling silver, they didn't take notice. Now that's of course uncharacteristic. Speculators do read legislation and do read what, what politicians may not. They just uh, pass laws which are as thick as a book, thousands of pages, and the politicians would be the last persons to read them. But the speculators do pay attention, and if there's something, they will act on it. You can be sure. But for some reason, the world, and that's just the German speculators, but the world, a community of speculators, they did not uh, uh, nibble at the bait. They, they took it in stride. They, okay, so silver will be sold. Now why did they do that? My guess is that it's uh, just assuming that the oriental markets have an infinite mm. Uh, capacity to absorb surplus silver because silver was still money in the East, especially in China. China had been on the silver standard since time immemorial and the same is true for India and a lot of other Asian countries. So, uh, and, and that was what they wanted. There was a lot of exports from Asia to Europe and uh, from uh, porcelain, from China, tea, from Ceylon, from uh, uh, spice, all kinds of spices, silk, just name it, lots of luxury goods. And how did the West pay for these goods? The funny thing is that they paid for them with silver. Because nothing else was acceptable in Asia. It's only silver. They, I mean, they could, they were self-sufficient in Asia, in China, in Japan, and India. By and large, they were self-sufficient. There was no other commodity which uh, they found appealing. But silver was accepted in unlimited quantities. So my own explanation is that the speculators in the West simply assumed that uh, Asia is the sink for silver, so if there is surplus silver, <laughs> surely it will find its way to Asia and the uh, silver uh, will not respond. And this lasted until there was a kind of conspiracy because it was in the interest of the uh, the banking uh, 
establishment in the United States and possibly also in Europe to uh, get rid of silver. Silver was the money of the people which was spread all over. Even beggars had silver, even the poorest laborers, day laborers had silver and so on. But gold was uh, something quite different. You needed gold only if you had to buy something very large, such as a mine or a country. Countries were bought and sold in those days, as you might recall. Think of the Louisiana Purchase uh, by the United States or, or the Alaska Purchase. Uh, later on, and there were other examples of buying and selling, or princely ransoms. You, uh, they uh, kidnapped the prince or even a king, and then, of course, the ransom money had to be paid in gold. So, to put this, and then I uh, <laughs> will sign off, and we have a break. To put this in the context of deflation or inflation and deflation is that the demonetization of silver was not inflationary it was deflationary in fact it opened up the age of deflation in the whole world because silver was literally destroyed as money and I can't see how this was a market development. It just, I think, and the, the, as I say, the circumstantial evidence is there, it was the result of a conspiracy. Silver had to be removed. It was unreliable. The too much silver was in the hands of the people and the middle class, and, uh, and uh, uh, of course, to pursue the imperialistic policies, which they did, especially it shows up in the case of China. China was badly humiliated in two uh, opium wars, and then the Boxer Rebellion came when China had to be punished for the third time in very humiliating terms. Uh, and uh, this was part of an imperial design to undermine uh, the uh, the uh, countries in Asia, which was traditionally silver country, and not just countries but civilizations. We are talking about the Chinese civilization, which is much more ancient than our own in the West, and the Indian civilization, which is even older. Correct. So this is. This is a great damage and it is greatly to be regretted that this policy prevailed and all the deflations which followed were ultimately uh, a result of this uh, decision which was not made in open, it was made in secret at least. That's my reading of it, and there are historians among us, thanks God, and they will have a great task to actually do the investigation. Uh, I understand Friedman, towards the end of his life, 
also came around to see it this way. But uh, my own research is independent uh, of his, and uh, I, I think this is certainly a point of view which is well worth studying, and I welcome the, those young uh, people, historians and economists, who uh, will, will do that. It just ha has to be done and see and uh, put the whole, this whole thing into contest. Silver is a great problem. It's, it's an inc incredibly fascinating story, what happened to silver, uh, especially since 1871. So with this... So we'll congregate in 15 minutes' time. Thanks very much, Professor.